Hey everyone, it's your girl Penny Velasquez and welcome back to Blended for a Purpose. Welcome back to the second episode. Today we're going to be discussing title topic, meeting people where they are at. And so this is going to be a topic that I'm very, very familiar with. And I'll be honest, it was very difficult for me uh, when I personally went through this. Meeting people where they are at. Before we jump into that, Blended families, what is that? What exactly is that? By definition, a blended family is two individuals who have children from previous relationships. That is definition. Now, another thing that we're starting to see that's more common that falls in that realm is it could be a grandmother who's taking care of a grandchild on their own. It could be an uncle. It could be uh, a cousin that you've adopted, a sister. So blended families do come in all shapes and sizes. They do. Um, That person is a guardian, basically, of someone that is not uh, their biological child. So all shapes and sizes. And with that expectation, there's going to be some friction along the way. Do not get discouraged with that. That is a norm. That is common. Very, very common. Which brings me to my next point. Meeting them where they are. Now, whenever you meet someone, everyone is on a different path. They're on a different journey. And you're going to have to take the time to get to know them. I like to say being part of a blended family is a lot like what I call like farming if you think of the agricultures or farms you have a farmer who's tilling the ground who's planting the seeds who's watering the seed who's putting the sunlight who's making sure it gets everything all the nutrients it needs and it could be months months before anything actually rises and that is definitely a lot like being part of a blended family and I say that because from personal experience you don't want to rush it. You've got to plant those seeds. For example, in my life, when I first got married to my husband almost four years ago, my oldest child, who was from my husband's previous relationship, she was already 14. She was already a teenager, well set in her ways. And then my youngest was already 12. Again, both of them teens set in their ways. It would not be ideal to rush and force a relationship. And I learned that very quickly through trials and errors with trying to get to know my oldest daughter and trying to mold her into what I wanted. That does not work. You're going to have to invest in them. It is often said, and I'm a firm believer that before you can lead them, you have to find them. Before you can lead them, you have to find them. Where are they at? What are their interests? What is their past hurts like? What do they like to do? What makes them happy? What Find who they are. Establish a connection before you decide to make any rules. That is ground rule 101. And I know in my life that took years Years And at times it seemed discouraging because I didn't see anything right away. And I thought that my words would fall in on deaf ears. But no, they weren't. Through time, I saw signs of small changes 
and conversation and a joke here and there that we may share. But you're going to have to meet them where they're at, especially if they're in the teenage uh, phase. Because children are smart. They know who their parents are. They're set. But it doesn't mean that it can't work. Because at the end of it all, when it's all said and done and they're adults, they always remember who was there for them. And it takes a special grace. It takes a special heart to be in a blended family. There's something special about somebody who meets you where they where you're at because it allows you to grow with that person. A lot of that, a lot of grace is necessary for that. And also extend that to your spouse or your partner. Meet them where they're at because they too are not going to be on the same journey. Just envision yourself, right? You have mother, father, and children. And just a vision that you're all running together. Everyone has a different pace. You've got someone who's sprinting. You've got someone who's marathon runner. You've got someone who's walking, right? So instead of rushing and trying to get everyone uh, on your speed, you've got to meet them where they're at, right? You're only as strong as your weakest link. Your family is your tribe. So invest, grace them through this because it is not an easy journey. The children, from their perspective, all they know is that parents, uh, mother, mom, and dad has already got married and who is this person? And now, oh, I have a new brother or sister. You're going to have to create a sense of comfort and security. That's the first thing. And I say that I can even use just an example Uh, actually a biblical example so a lot of people don't really think about this but if you think the first example of a blended family was Mary and Joseph right so we all know uh, that Joseph was not Jesus' biological father yet from the beginning he stayed through yet from the beginning he stayed through those tough times and it's about who's gonna hang in there when things get tough that's it kids know that they remember that And that's when you earn the respect and the trust and it grows and it grows and it grows, right? So you have to meet people where they are at. You've got to meet them where they are at so that they can feel comfortable enough to grow with you and set that tone and that pace. And that's going to require a lot of time. And in time, you'll see the fruits of your labor one thing that I do a lot is I pray and I ask God to give me wisdom when I'm speaking to my girls know who needs what know your children know exactly who needs what does this child need me to listen more does this one need me to be more excited about their projects and things know who needs what in order to actually establish that relationship and take the time to get to know them. It is a very slow, I I call this really honestly, like if you ever own a crock pot, that is a lot like being part of a blended family. You put your ingredients in, turn it on, you let it simmer, you let it cook. Stir it a little bit, you let it simmer, you let it cook. You have to let that process work. And for those who are in this and may feel discouraged, because I know I went through a period of that with my husband, where we are feeling, man, it's not working. 
it is not working. We are taking them out. We're doing everything we need to do. It's still not working. Give it time. Keep planting the seeds. Keep watering the seeds. Keep going. Do not be weary and well-doing for in due season. You will reap if you faint not. You've got to keep showing up. You've got to keep doing it. This is not for the faint of heart. You've got to slow cook this. And that's why statistics normally say that when it comes to second and third marriages, the um, breakups is up by 50 to 70%. Because this is not easy, it takes a special kind of strength to carry this through. And I look at it even a lot like God, right? We're all adopted by him and he has a grace and love to grace us through our mess up. So when they're messing up, you grace them through. When they have a game or something going on, you go to it. When they're having a tough time, you be there. Be there and be there for your spouse. Meet them where they're at as well because this may be difficult for them as well. And they may not know how to go through this. And as time goes on, you will see it's blend. You will see that the dynamic will change. But you've got to meet people where they are at. And so hopefully that will encourage anyone I know in my life that is what's what's worked for me. Learn from me. This is not a uh, drive-through type of family. This is not a quick pour grits or Kool-Aid stir and mix and instant. Nope. Even though you have the family together, that does not mean it is blended. Blended actually takes time. And that's so don't be weary in that. One thing that really helped me was I would keep a journal and I would write down the small victories that happened. So I'd write down things, for instance, I would say, I'd write down, wow, so-and-so allowed me to, to show up to their game today. That was awesome. That was great. So-and-so actually shared food with me. And it, it kept me in a state of gratefulness so that I wouldn't get angry and punish the child for that. Keeping a journal helped me. And I actually, I share that with my husband. And a lot of times he's like, oh, wow, that's cool. I didn't know that happened. Great. And it actually, that encouraged him to keep track of things. And that's what helped us. Keeping small things. Oh, they shared food. They said, thank you. They were able to, you know, it's so easy to focus on the negatives in the blended family. They don't like me. They're not doing this. They're not listening to me. And I'm, am I saying to turn a blind eye no respect has to be there but you're gonna have to have a lot more grace because these children have already been hurt through this process and you think that yelling and screaming is going to get them to where you're at it's not it's not what they're missing is love that's what they're missing they're missing that love they're already uh, used to someone not being there. So you're going to have to establish that connection. You're going to have to grow that connection with them. And it's going to take time. So be not discouraged. Have grace. Have patience. 
I encourage you all to write small victories and celebrate small victories together. Celebrate those victories together. As long as you establish those victories, you'll see in time things will change. As a matter of fact, um, I would encourage a couple things. If you get a chance, there's a movie um, that actually depicts a really good uh, depiction of a blended family that uh, I want I encourage everyone to watch. And uh, it's actually pretty funny too, but um, watch the movie Instant Family with uh, Mark Wahlberg. It's re- actually, I never thought I would like it, but it's actually a really good depiction. It's about a guy with his wife who have no children and they adopt three siblings from foster care and they go through it. But that journey really, really, really uh, shows a great depiction of blended families and what it takes. And uh, you see, you see the tears, you see the joy, you see, you see the toughness. But then you see them pull through at the very end, and they become stronger for it. So I highly encourage if you get a chance, watch it with your partner. Get encouraged and celebrate small victories. Grace people through. Take time. That's how you spell love. T-I-M-E. So take that time, meet them where they're at, and I know things will change for the better. So until next time, please stay tuned for my next episodes as I will continue to share all the details and in hopes that everyone is encouraged. Have a great week and until next time.